great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. This week I have actor Gustavo Velasquez. Gustavo, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing really great. Uh, how are things with you? What's new with you? Great. Uh, well, we're in pre-production for season three and conversations in LA right now, so that um, it's huge. I mean, just to finish two seasons of any series is a huge accomplishment on its own. Going into season three, I'm taking on an associate producer role, so really location scouting, finding music, uh, helping pick cast members. Season two, we were able to cast huge actors, and season three, we're looking to continue that and take the series uh, even further. Yeah. Where did, uh, So it, it films in L.A., correct? Right. Conversation L.A. does film in Los Angeles. Um, and uh, where can listeners watch that? So we are right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, season one is available on Amazon Prime and iTunes. Season two is on uh, Amazon Prime in about in December. It's going to start rolling out, as well as on iTunes. It's available now. Um, early 2017, you were nominated, also correct? Yeah, we. Um, that was in receiving a daytime Emmy nomination I mean, shout out to the daytime Emmys for recognizing digital series. I don't think digital series was never really taken that seriously in terms of awards and nominations until um, a few years back. So we were able to submit for that without any press, without any kind of publicity, just really the underdogs. And they took a liking to what we were really about, the, the acting and the story and I ended up receiving um, a nomination for Best Lead Actor in the Digital Drama Series, and I was really through the roof with that nomination. So you guys are the ones that submitted everything to them? Yeah, we, we re- reached out um, almost towards the uh, final phase. Anne-Marie, the, the, the creator of the show, director and writer and producer, she's a one-man band, uh, she, she reached out and... Uh, they said, well, a deadline's coming up. Just submit everything. She's submitted all the material, and we ended up walking away with three nominations, one for Anne-Marie for Best Lead Actress, one for myself for Best Lead Actor, and one for our supporting, Vanita uh, Harbour, for Best Supporting. How do you feel about digital series, like, uh, like you know, between Netflix and Amazon Prime? Well, I think now uh, Hulu has really set the bar with Handmaid's Tale, winning the majority of the primetime Emmys this year, walking away from it, beating platforms like HBO and Showtime, the traditional uh, networks, which have amazing series. Um, But Hulu really showed that, you know, a digital streaming service does stand up to it. And And there's a lot of phenomenal digital scenes being created. And being an actor in Los Angeles, you have to start creating opportunities are not really given that often if you are one of the lucky ones amazing but there's a lot of downtime and you can't just wait around for it so digital series are a phenomenal tool i mean really do you just need an iphone one of the movies uh i believe it was tangerine was shot in an iphone so uh 
and that was Sean Baker, who recently just did the Florida Project, which is I just saw and was phenomenal. So digital series are really, I think, um, uh, going to be coming the mainstream. Yeah, what's great about those is that you know, like they all get released at once, and people like just to binge watch everything and just be done. And exactly, use. exactly. And uh, there's a couple of series I'm binge watching right now: Mr. Robot, which is just released, Peaky Blinders season three. Um, the Punisher on Netflix, they're releasing a lot. And it's amazing things. Stranger Things, huge films being binge watched. I think it's the way to go. People don't have that much time to sit on a Friday night at 8 o'clock at a certain time. It's just as they go. Yeah. Um, so tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're from. So I grew up in Pico Rivera, California, for those uh, not familiar with it. Uh, it's uh, between Los Angeles County and Orange County, right in the center of it. Um, my majority of my childhood was not in Los Angeles, which really closer to Orange County. And I went to college at Cal State Fullerton in Orange County, graduated with an accounting degree. I wasn't even thinking about becoming an actor. That thought of a career choice was never even an option for me. And my parents were really... Um, immigrants who valued education so I, I followed that route there was never an artist in my family that didn't know about music or dancing or or acting as a craft and so I went to college graduated with honors had job offers uh, from major audit firms and I kind of just sat back and you know I, I just spent like the last five years of my life um, eight hours a day studying and studying and studying and really doing what society as a whole tells us we should do, go to college, you know, uh, follow the rules, do this. But I found myself when I graduated that I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. Like my core was, it was just still missing. I'm like, this can't be everything in life. Now I just spent five years of my life studying eight hours a day locked in my room. And now I'm going to be doing this in an office for 80 hours a week. I'm like, that, that can't be it. So I decided to take uh, a year off. Uh, and I, and I just said, I'm going to really, you know what? I, I really loved acting. Uh, it's all, anytime I saw a movie or heard certain soundtracks like Hans Zimmer or all, all his, uh, movie scores yeah. from like days of thunder, uh, um, uh, interstellar. I mean, those really touched me. So I, I really went for it and I started with the business mindset that I had from college. I knew that it's show business. And if I'm going to get into this, it has to make sense. You, you, I can't be delusional about it. Uh, so it's the craft. I understood that the craft is everything. So I started taking every acting class I could possible. And I think within one year, I, I got an agent, got a manager. Um, but it, getting an agent manager is a big step in itself. But going out for the big projects, I mean, the craft is it. And I was lucky enough to have Anne-Marie Cummings, the writer, director, creator of Conversations in LA, take a chance on me. We met um, at a Starbucks, of all places, and she was she was brand new to LA. She's uh, been in the New York um, theater world all her life, 30 years experience, uh, worked with some of Tonya-winning directors, worked with incredible people, filmed incredible shows, really, really accomplished, came out here and took a chance on me. And we started um, just filming uh, the shorts as a, as just as real pieces, not necessarily we set out to, 
all right, this is going to be a series. We're going to create a, we're going to uh, do three seasons. That never came across. It kind of just rolled into itself. Uh, we just did step by step and we kind of halfway through, we're like, oh, we have a series here. So we started adding new characters and, and the story slowly unfolded that way. But yeah, I, I come from a, in a um, more of an educational background and not went about it in the traditional sense, acting since I was six years old. Yeah. Um, how did the show get picked up from Amazon Prime? Like, how, were they approached by you guys um, no, or we, they approached you? We uh, we funded it to put it up there. Okay. We, you know, Amazon does not uh, back us. We... we um, we, we funded to for us to be on their platform and just to make it available to worldwide, okay. uh, nationwide, and we're rolling that out in Spanish pretty soon so we can even reach a larger demographic. But, um, yeah, that's the next step now that we're approaching season three is we are approaching the big boys, um, and uh, it's, it's going to happen. We will be on a platform. What, uh, what are some of your influences in the acting world? Like, who did you look up to? Oh man, uh, I think now a days Tom Hardy. I, I mean, if you look at at Peaky Blinders, the kind of work, the intensity he brings to that role, uh, to Dunkirk, he never says a word in Dunkirk. It's all through his eyes. Just the intensity it, it, uh, he brings it in the Dark Knight, where he's playing Vane. Yeah. He's just. Even looking, look up his workout videos of him working out, training to be Venom. Unbelievable dedication. Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, the charisma um, from Catch Me If You Can, uh, just, just to the Wolf of Wall Street, to anything he did. Um, what's eating Gilbert Grape? I mean, it's Daniel Day-Lewis, another one. There Will Be Blood. Uh, he's just absolutely captivating. And these actors, DiCaprio, Daniel Day-Lewis, Tom Hardy, there's hundreds of others that are um, absolutely brilliant. But it's just the level of dedication, and you can see it in the work. They don't have to say one word. All they have to do is just be still, and they really created a life aside from themselves. And that's what really influenced me to continue the craft. Like I, I, I think last year I was in... Uh, four classes a month now because of the show is taking on it and other opportunities are rising. I'm in two classes a month, but I'm constantly training and training and training to be able to change. If I'm taking on a role to really marry the role, step into it. Al Pacino always says whenever he does anything, he marries that role and they isolate themselves. Jim Carrey, another one when he portrayed yeah. Andy Kaufman. I mean, Unbelievable dedication. The Man Cave Chronicles on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week, we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at NerdsWithWords1. Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on QuietPunch.com. 
Check it out today. That's quietpunch.com. Yeah. Do you, um, like, so what do you do to improve, like, your acting skills every day? So, um, a variety of things. I, I think uh, living life on itself is the biggest thing. I mean, you use everything. You use heartbreak. You use your, your daily encounters with people. It's go live your life. I, I go surfing, mountain biking, snowboarding. I play a few instruments, uh, play guitar, play piano. All of that feeds into who I am. Watch tons of movies tons of tv shows read plays right now i'm working on a streetcar named desire the stanley role yeah. so always reading plays always staying in classes learning single camera comedy multi-camera com- comedy uh stretching myself picking uh, picking scenes in class that are going to scare me uh and are going to challenge me because it's easy to play yourself but playing a role that's completely opposite of you and making that true um so just, but pretty much it's a lifestyle. The same way the gym is a lifestyle for me. Acting is a complete lifestyle. It's twenty four seven, always in my head, always thinking. And I think it's that passion that really fuels me to want to continue to improve. And that's what what was missing in the accounting world. That's why I couldn't do it because I knew somebody would be so passionate. And here's the thing: if you want to be passionate about being a lawyer, being a doctor, being anything doesn't matter if that's your passion yeah. you're going to exceed and that's what you should be doing but for me i found that the arch really feels me and it keeps me up at night makes me want to wake up early at six and six in the morning when everybody's still asleep and, and to read a play to read a book to read anything and that's what continuously um makes me want to get up every single day and and improve and i know as an actor to me it's not about what jobs you book because every uh, you stick around long enough you're going to get opportunities but it, it's the roles that like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight everybody remembers the Joker for that performance Correct. Uh, there's plenty of actors you look at the IMDb they're probably endless credits but nothing really memorable and what keeps me up at night is I want to make memorable performances and if I don't then there's no point in acting yeah. so that con- constant growth is to make that memorable performance and it's a great feeling, you know, that like you wake up every morning, you're looking forward to this. Exactly. And, you know, I looked at myself this week, and I looked at every single day as exciting for me. And, I, and I've wanted to make my life, every single day has to be excited, exciting. I have to wake up every single morning excited about something. And if I'm not, then I'm, 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 I'm settling for less. I'm allowing myself and I find myself when, when I'm not challenging myself, then I get depressed or I start complaining about life. And, and it's all of it has to do with, with me. I'm not challenging myself enough, but when I set myself up uh, and really try and set goals every single day, then life becomes exciting. Yeah. And, it, and you, you, were, you mentioned earlier about how like, you know, you like to have your hands and everything. And that's also a good, like a training thing for say you, you know, you get a casting call to go for a certain you know, role and you have the tool for it. Exactly. A hundred percent. I'm always uh, training, even like commercials. I'm in commercial classes. I'm in improv classes. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to just make myself a well-rounded artist. Uh, I never want to limit myself and just do one certain style when I'm missing out on, on so many other types of styles. What do you think is your biggest achievement so far in acting? Um, the Emmy nomination, the daytime Emmy nomination, it's huge. I mean, for 
used to be a independent start out as an independent series. I mean, now it's kind of changing because we, we've had like uh, Sally Kirkland, an Oscar nominee, join the class. We've had Rebecca Metz from Shameless join the class. Jack Plotnick, he's been on almost every major TV series, join the cast. We had some really amazing stars join. So it's taken a life of its own. In season three, we're going to be hiring even greater actors. But for season one to be pretty much a a no-name actor series in terms of uh, Hollywood to walk away with an Emmy nomination was probably one of my biggest uh, achievements on paper. But in terms of an artist, I think which is better than the nomination, knowing that knowing that I'm uh, being aware of the process, like take getting a script, yeah. one page script and knowing how to break it down, knowing how to bring truth to it, knowing what I'm doing is probably the biggest accomplishment for myself. And that, that makes me excited that I know what I'm doing, that I know how to push myself and challenge myself. Did that feel like a, like a dream when, like when you got that letter or a phone call that you were nominated? Yeah, I, I was driving. I was driving, and I pulled over, uh, and I, I, and I think I was just like screaming, "I'm an Emmy nominated, Emmy nominated actor! I'm an Emmy nominated actor!" And it, it was, um, it was huge. I, I think that that was a huge, huge, huge accomplishment. And um, I, I tend to forget that sometimes, and I always have to remember that um, it, it, I was really blessed and fortunate. Do you remember the first time that you went and you tried out for something? Um, yeah, I was really, really horrible. I remember one of my first auditions was, uh, for a TV show and I did not know. I think when I was just started acting, I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely no idea. And, uh, the cast director brought me in and it was like two lines, but I was making like any young actor was making a meal out of it. And I was like trying all these different things that made no sense. And I, and I did it. I read it the first time, and he said, oh, look, you're, you're trying too much. Just be yourself and say the line. Did it again. He's like, okay, just just really just be yourself and do it again. And I tried a different thing that didn't work. And he's like, well, that's as good as it's going to get, so let's just go with that. <laughs> you know, just, do you remember what, do you remember what TV show it was? Uh, I do, but I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, no. Um, but, yeah, it, it, and th- there was a lot of experience that even with, with different commercials, even going in for some really great movies and just completely being on the surface as, as an actor on it. And that's why I'll circle back and say one of the greatest accomplishments I think thus far is knowing what I'm doing. Because, and a lot of that has to contribute to Anne Marie and her style in conversations and the lay of being a one take series. I mean, that's pretty much theater on film there is no cut so that means with a 30 minute one take um episode we're rehearsing three four times a week for a month straight we then we bring in the cinematographer and we have camera rehearsals so he can like really choreograph the blocking and what we're going to do so with each episode we spend a good solid month month and a half with it really understanding diving in past the surface of what these characters knowing every line knowing every intention finding the emotional depth and complexity and i, I i'm so thankful that for Anne marie for really pushing as a director and pushing the actors 
to get me to a place where I understand the level of commitment that's necessary when you take on any role. Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirts. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, kid, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. I- CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with the baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God. Is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. This is G Rod, and you're tuned into the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Yeah. Um, what is some advice that you'll give to somebody that wants to become an actor? Best advice I'll say is um, it's it's absolutely very, very difficult, absolutely impossible, and don't do it. But it's the ones who say, I'm going to do it anyways, then you have what it takes. But then you have to actually go out there and do it. So living in you got to be in los angeles first off you're going to be in film and tv this is like the mecca of it and if you're going to be here get a financial a, a financially stable job um serving and bartending are probably the best jobs because you work at night you're going to be going through auditions all in the day so get a serving job get a bartending job get any job that's going to give you enough financial stability and flexibility because the money's not going to come it might take 10 years, might take 20 years, might never come. You do this because you absolutely love it. You don't do it for money or fame. You're in it for the wrong reasons. It won't happen. And it's going to keep you away from really becoming an artist. It, when you jump into acting, it's to not care what anybody else thinks. You do it because you just absolutely love it. So get a financially stable job because it's expensive to be out here. Headshots, um, classes. Uh, different types of classes, improv, commercial classes, different types of teachers, uh, workshops, uh, printing new headshots, uh, resumes, um, being uh, if you want, be eating healthy, being in the gym, taking care of yourself, uh, endless amounts of bills that pop up that you need. And when you're financially in a place where and live below your means definitely don't try and be the cool guy with the new car. No, having a cool car, nice clothes, nice watch. None of that matters when you enter the audition room, they're looking who can really create and bring this person to life. They don't care what you're wearing. They don't care what you, you look like, bring honest truth to your work. So live below your means, be financially stable because that's going to really elongate your career here. There's so many people I know that their excuses, I don't have enough money for class then how are you going to be training? How, how are you working on your craft? I don't have enough money for headshots. I don't have enough money for this. I don't have enough money for that. But they're all drinking every weekend. <laughs> so if you're going to be here and take it seriously, then take it seriously. This, this is like training for the Olympics. This is like training to be a pro athlete. The ones who take it seriously are the ones who make it. Yeah. So get a stable job, have your mornings free, live below your means, and take every class, 
do every take any student film, create your own work, do everything possible to work on your craft because talent is the only thing that will have longevity in this town. What did you do when uh, you took the year off? Did you do uh, like bartending and stuff like that? And and I, um, I'm I'm still serving tables now. I'm still serving tables at night now. Um, but I have my I have my hands in everything. I'm always multiple revenue streams coming in through commercials, through acting, um, through other investments, uh, through being a server at a restaurant. Always and because the way. I mean, to be an actor, to be financially stable enough to not have any other job is extremely difficult, and there's waves that come in. So any money that I do get goes straight to savings, and I probably won't like trickle down as a server, go down to two days, go down one day, um, and I'll only leave when I, I think time is ready. But that's still like a very stable job that I have. Yeah. What do you? Uh, what What is like your dream role? Um. That's an interesting question. I mean, conversation of LA has already been a dream role for me because being a lead Hispanic actor in a cast that's not, that is dating, I mean, a lead young Hispanic actor in a role where he's dating an older white woman, that this relationship, it's a real soul connection. It's not just about sex or, or the the norms of society, why a, a cougar dating a young guy, it, it's, there's emotional death, that's complexity. And to be able to be a lead Hispanic in a series like this yeah. has already been a dream in itself to get an Emmy nomination is huge. Now where I go from here, um, I think it, it's, it's um, just having really challenging and impactful and memorable roles. Like, Rami Malek and Mr. Robot. I would love to do a role like that. That's yeah. unbelievable work that he's doing. I mean, Tom Hardy and Dunkirk's role, just any kind of role that really is absolutely epic. I mean, anything Martin Scorsese is doing, I'd love to work with him. But, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I think he's got a Netflix movie coming out soon. Uh, he he has uh, the the Irishman yeah with uh, De, De Niro and Pesci and Al Pacino, Al Pacino. the great yeah I can't wait to great. I can't wait to watch that now hundred million dollar budget that's going to be really phenomenal what are your same what are your some your some well, I can't, what are some of your favorite TV shows right now or movies uh, tons right now uh, movies I just saw the Florida Project which was unbelievable. Um, three billboards outside Evan, Missouri. Unbelievable movie. Um, really excited to see the new Army Hammer movie. Um, call me, uh, call me by your name. I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but um, want to check that out. TV shows right now. I'm hooked on Mr. Robot season three. Unreal. Stranger Things season two. So incredible. Um, the Punisher. I really like. Uh, they just really took a different route with that. Um, I'm always watching TV shows. Uh, Shameless, new season of Showtime, is really, really good. Always funny, entertaining. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing movies left and right, TV shows left and right. Um, what is one fun fact about you that you want the listeners to know about you? Uh, fun fact. Let's see. Let's see what I got. What I got. Well, I was completely horrible at 
sports when I was in high school. My brother always jokes around with that. He was always the the really good sports player, but like I tried baseball, football, soccer, everything it was just completely, completely horrible. I think one uh, one uh, time, I think like in like ten years old, I, I was in a I was they put me as pitcher, which they shouldn't have done, and I let like nine people just like run through me. And my brother always jokes about that. So I'm like, all right, sports wasn't for me. They should have put a guitar or, or a play in my hand. So, so you weren't good in sports, but do you follow sports? Uh, I don't. I'm one of those rare breeds that don't follow sports, but going to games like basketball games, football games, I love going to games. Um, I would love to go to the uh, you know World Cup. So, um, so being at live games are always amazing. I don't follow it, I guess, just I never really followed it as a kid. I'm more movies music um extreme sports i watch because i go surfing and mountain biking every single week so really more into that that crowd so um so you're in conversations in la and um you said season three will be filming soon or coming out soon uh filming soon we're already in pre-production uh and marie is already laying out the storyline the cast members and yeah we're looking to start filming as soon as february do you have any un- uh, upcoming projects that you're working on that you want the listeners to know about? Uh, right now, it's a lot of things are in the works, um, but yeah, soon I will be uh, I will be letting people know. And how can the listeners find you? Twitter, Instagram. A couple of things. I'm uh, I am on Instagram Gustavo underscore v twenty seven. Same on Twitter Gustavo underscore v twenty seven. And always IMDb, you can stay up to date on all the projects that are coming out. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we end this? No, I mean, just go out there and life is short. Be passionate. Find your passion and go out there and attack life because every day should be exciting and amazing. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming on and hopefully you'll come back on in a few months. Let us know what's going on with season three. Absolute pleasure. Can't wait. All right. Thank you. Thank you.